welcome back to episode three of the berms this is sarah and this is elizabeth um we're excited for our third episode by this time of us recording this we've already had um people listen yeah. to the first one which has been exciting nerve-wracking oh, absolutely um really we only thought that like five people were gonna listen but much more have joined in and listened um a few things we needed to tweak like audio and making it louder. We are still working on everything. Yes, it's still our first times. We're trying to make sure that audio is clear, loud, um, sounds good, all the things. Yeah. But we're going to get there eventually, aren't we? I mean, we'll figure it out. I mean, it's a process. Um, Definitely is. But we're getting there. What, we had a whole conniption breakdown well i did at least oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like two in the morning trying to get an rss feed to get the podcast available on multiple sites rather than just spotify and that uh platform we use eventually got there yeah but took a minute thanks but that's okay thanks to jv at anchor for <laughs> all your help no because you were cussing that man out sarah <laughs> He was helping until he wasn't. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, especially through, like, a text, text box. In, yeah. Yeah. Like, a text chat it is so hard to get. Your point across. Yeah. And for them to, like, actually, I guess, be able to, like. Tell you what the problem is yeah. and help you. Yeah. And then every time I sent him a screenshot, he was, like, asking for a better screenshot. And I was like, I don't know how to make the quality of the screenshot any better. I can't. There's nothing I can do for you. No, not at all. So, um, third episode. Super excited. So excited. Um, last episode we had Tracy on. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I was actually a little nervous to, like, do this with somebody else. But, even if it was our second one. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was really easy. It was. Tracy was very good at, um... Talking. Yeah. Which, I mean... Because she was talking about how she was nervous and all this other stuff. And, and then, then she then just, we like... hit record and she's perfectly fine. Like, she's, like, breezed. Literally. I was like, man, you're better at this than, like, even us. Literally. I'm like, we've only done Actually. it one other time, but you're killing it. Maybe you need to be the podcaster. Um, but a lot of good, a lot of good feedback from our friends and yeah. no one, um... I mean, I don't know if anyone have, would have negative things to say. If y'all have something negative to say, keep it to yourself. Ahead, keep it to yourself. I, I can't don't take know it right now. Um. So, but it's been fun. Yeah. I've been really happy to hear people, their thoughts and what they um, think about it, and to know that they're listening and the people, you know, are proud of us and they care about the things that we do, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, over the past few days. We went and saw Elvis. Oh, gosh. It was so good. If you haven't seen Elvis yet, spoilers, um, which by this time it'll been have been out two weeks. And if you haven't seen it at this point, what are you doing? Like, get it's up and so go, good. Get up and go see it. It is literally so good. The acting of Austin Butler, Tom Hanks, like, it is literally amazing. I have, like, not seen a movie like that in a while. And... We were talking about how we thought it was um, best movie of the year so far. I really, really enjoyed it so much. Like, I mean, we love Top Gun. I, but, but we do love that for a different reason. <laughs> why we liked Elvis. Look, 
I didn't go into Top Gun the first time foaming at the mouth for the men. <laughs> the second, the third, the fourth. <laughs> that is when the um, obsession started to sink in. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know. Well, ooh. I will say, so the first, when you first go, when we first went to see it, we were watching it and we were invested in the plot and we were really also, paying attention. Mind you, I think we said this in the first episode. We had watched the first Top Gun, the one that came out in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. For the first time, this 10 hours before we went and watched Top Gun Maverick. So like we had never seen Top Gun. We had just experienced, experienced Goose's death. Mm-hmm. These were important things to think about. Yeah. And then, so, going into watching Top Gun Maverick, yeah. it was fresh. It was. The the pain, the hurt it was, was there. there. I didn't get to live with that for 40 years. I got 10 hours, and then, and then, and then they recounted it. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Rip goose. Rip goose. Um, but, so, now that we're seeing Top Gun again and again, it's, it's, it's for a different reason. <laughs> I I will say that blushing and giggling the whole time. I'm pretty sure people in the movie theater are um annoyed with us. Oh, they have to be. Um because I am not somebody who just like I think we talked about this too. Um like oh my god, that person looks so good. Like just all the time or just like mm-hmm. eccentric with it. Um but this one I am. Yeah. This one I am. For good reason. For good, For reason. good reason. What? 30 minutes before this, you're listening to me in my bed. Literally like <laughs> fangirl over Glenn Powell. He deserves it though. He does. And here's the thing. I think Glenn Powell is currently underrated. I know. Did he play a jerky character? Yes. <laughs> but everyone is giving everybody too much love and not Glenn. They're not giving Glenn love. And I will, do. I'll do it for him. If Glenn Powell has one fan, it's me. It's you. If he has no fans, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> okay, so the other night we stayed up super late and we watched Hidden Figures. Yeah. We rewatched it and literally all because for that short amount of time I was literally like Googling Glenn Powell, <laughs> watching videos of Glenn Powell. Literally on my YouTube, there is a, in the search bar, Glenn Powell Thirst Traps. Um, here's Again. the thing. Not, not a lot come up. Miles Teller one, they come up. But they a lot do. of people are jumping on the Miles Teller train. And I get it, for all good reason. Show Glenn some love. That's all I'm asking <laughs> for. Give my boy some love. And I think that, that does play into part, like... His character? Part, yeah. Yeah. That people definitely. are like, he's handsome, but he's rude. He's a jerk. And you, you know, you don't want to like him. He's a little cocky. Listen, it might be my toxic trait. No. <laughs> the search Glenn Powell thirst traps, that's your toxic trait. And the fact that we've been watching nothing but movies that Glenn Powell stars in. For the past couple of days. That's your toxic trait. But it's okay. He's coming. He's going to be in another pilot movie called Devotion coming out in October. I think he just wants to be a pilot. He should forget acting. Go be a pilot. You know what? He should. Also, I have stalked his Instagram today. So, this is how I know so much about him. His three favorite things, family and friends, movies, and costume theme parties. Please. (laughs) 
He also is a Texas Longhorns fan. He's from Austin, Texas. And he sadly has a girlfriend. So Rip Sarah. Rip. I'm dead. Zero fans. <laughs> <laughs> so all this because we're going to see it again in a couple of days with Tracy. Mm-hmm. Going to take her. Um, super excited about that. We saw Elvis. Great acting. Great performance. Great like directing. Everything. Go see it. We've been listening to the soundtrack of that. We love it. Oh, that is that movie. It was just so good. The like, only thing, like I said, the only thing that I have a problem with, the Doja Cat song. Sorry. So this is going to be, well, I don't think this is really a spoiler. No, no, no this isn't For a spoiler. the part of the movie that, um... They first introduce Hound Dog. Yeah, so for the for the part of the movie that they play Doja Cat's song, because she wrote, I guess she wrote a song that featured Big Mama Thornton's, um, like, original like, version. Hound Dog. Yes. Um, I think that's what it was. Yeah. She, she used parts of Big Mama Thornton's, um, original hound dog and it just kind of felt like they shoehorned her song in there doja cat song i mean it just felt like it was a little bit unnatural yeah i didn't like it um because a lot i mean a lot of the time they used that era of songs yeah which i think is really important to encap like encapture the entirety of who elvis was Mm -hmm. and the kind of music he was making and the kind of influence he had and then to just pull Doja Cat into the song, I feel like that definitely needed to be something that was created for the movie to promote the movie and aim it to a certain, like, audience age. Mm-hmm. But it should have been, like, a credit scene. Yeah, I definitely... I, I like the song, personally. I definitely think that it should have been at the end, though. Yeah. Because that's was... normally when you have your, like, specifically written songs. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of Top Gun, they got a Lady Gaga song. Yeah. And that fits. It, but, like, if you would have shoved Lady Gaga in while they were flying planes around, I would have been a little upset. I'd be like, who let Gaga, who let Gaga in here? What's the Kanye West class? He's like, I like some of the Gaga songs. What does she know about Polaroid or cameras? What does she know about taking photos? Like, I like I like some of the Gaga songs. What does she know about <laughs> Top Gun? <laughs> what she know about Fighter Pilots? She knows a little bit about romance, though. And that's where they put the song. That is true. They, she does know a little bit about romance. Don't we all? Bad romance. She knows about that too. And good romance. Yeah, sure. Is she in a happy relationship? Is she in a relationship? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, if she's in one, I assume it's happy. I hope so. I thought her and Bradley Cooper had a thing, but that got debunked. Because he, he was dating a. He was dating... No, he's married, isn't he? I have no idea. I know nothing about Bradley Cooper. But I just remember when that movie came out, they had too much chemistry. Mm-hmm. Too good of chemistry. Which, good for the movie, bad for real life relationships. 100%. Another thing, how do actors not fall in love with oh. each other? Filming love scenes and filming... I mean, film, I mean filming... Filming period. Just like... I don't know. I couldn't do it. I'd be in love with somebody new every six months. No, it definitely would. <laughs> like, like, I, because filming takes, what? Months. Yeah. It's a long time. And, I mean, like, you have to pretend that you're in love with somebody and, like... Every day for a long period of time. I don't know. I mean, I guess it is their job and I know nothing about acting, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. But... 
I just feel like personally, I have low self control. I just don't know. I couldn't pretend. Well, like when you I look at someone's eyes like that. Yeah. No, you would get me. But I I'm guess gone. that means they're good actors and actresses, <laughs> and that's that's why they do what they do. That's, that's why they make me. the big bucks. That's why they make the big bucks. Anyways, go see Elvis. That's the so takeaway good. from everything. Literally, go see Elvis. Never thought I would hate a character that Tom Hanks played, but I really hated the character Tom Hanks plays. Which you know you were supposed to, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But oh my gosh, Tom Hanks made me hate him. That's why Tom Hanks gets paid the big bucks. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Also, we also talked about how Miles Teller was up for the role. And, you know, there's a big old debacle oh. on TikTok and people being mad at Austin Butler, which I haven't seen much since the movie came out. But I also haven't been on TikTok as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about, we don't think Miles would have done the role good. There is a specific scene in Top Gun. And just, <laughs> I, he was in Footloose. <laughs> And he's goofy and he's goofy and he can, I mean, he can be goofy and I feel like maybe he could have got the voice down. He he's a sing. little, he's a little raspy though. He could sing. He can sing, but great balls of fire. All right. All right. <laughs> but he's like, his voice may have been a little too raspy maybe mm-hmm. for Elvis, but I just think that as a whole, Miles Teller's body is just too stiff. Yeah. He would not have been able to get. Like the, the, the shaky legs of, of Elvis. The slick down to the ground. Yeah. He would have been too stiff. Austin did it. Austin did it. And everyone should go watch it. And that's just... That's 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 it. That's all we have to say. Because we also talked about how Harry was up for it. Yeah. Okay, so like, disclaimer, um, the, the Harry comment wasn't planned this time. He <laughs> just sneaks his way into every episode. So we're going to see how many episodes he can get into. Continue. So... <laughs> So, Harry was also up for the role of Elvis. He auditioned, yes. And the director, which before anything, the director said that um, he specifically didn't choose Harry because a legendary icon shouldn't play somebody, another legendary icon. Mm-hmm. He's already, he already has his own name and his, in music mm-hmm. and whatever. But, Harry was up for the role. He played, Harry, he played Elvis as a kid in grade school. Yeah, but I don't know if Elvis could. I I don't know if Harry could have got the Elvis voice. Yeah, but he would have definitely had the. He would have had what Miles lacked, and Miles would have had what Harry lacked. Yeah, and look, that's why Austin Butler was and chosen. That's why Austin Butler got the role, and he did amazing. That is an Oscar, like winning performance. Like I just like. That was so good. Like, I'm so excited to see that movie again. Mm-hmm. I will say, for one part, I don't know if it was because we were too close to the screen, mm-hmm. or if it was just I was a little little sicky girl, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a part where the, the camera comes swooping in towards the International Hotel, oh. and mm-hmm. I felt a little dizzy, because it was... I think I have seen on TikTok about how the director, that's his stylistic... Like, that's a lot of his movies have those, like, spins and the cuts and the different, like, moving motion pictures of, like, how it is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were talking about how that made them feel dizzy, but, like, that's his, like, artistic. That's just how he is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because I never felt sick Hmm. or I never felt, like, dizzy about anything. I actually really liked that kind of filming, 
But um, I definitely could see how people would feel that way. Because I do believe, I mean, it was definitely like a, a CGI, like the way it was swooping. It was mm-hmm. all it was all animated. It wasn't like a real camera swooping through the skies of Las Vegas. <laughs> um, but it just like it was like if you watch um, maybe VR or even like. Mm. You're playing a, a video game and you're too close or something. Like that's kind of what it, excuse me, that's kind of what it felt like for me. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just had to close my eyes and look away for just a second, and then I was fine. Um, but other than that, I really, I super, super enjoyed the movie. And like another thing that we talked about with the movie is we consistently, like we know how Elvis's story ends. Mm-hmm. Like we know he. Um, in his last few years of life, taking all these drugs, eating all these calories. It's constipated mm-hmm. and ends up dying, unfortunately, at a relatively young age. He's only what? He's 42? Old, yeah. Mm-hmm. In his 40, early 40s. And so, um, but the whole time you're just like, Elvis, like, make the right choice, please. <laughs> get help. Do the right thing. And then obviously it's like, you know, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how the movie ends. But. Also, I really like the style that they chose to, the perspective of choosing to paint this story, like, with the manager narrating it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it being like that, it really depicted the hold that he had on yeah. Elvis. He was still spinning a story, Le- even, to, af- even after Elvis died. Yes, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Literally chills chills it was just so good and as elvis was debuting there were a lot of like um there's always there's always been like controversies around elvis elvis's life like conspiracies and Mm -hmm. stuff and one of them is that you know he still like lives in graceland or you know he's still alive what um you know like you spell if you rearrange the the words in elvis it's it's like Elvis lives and mm. um, just things like that are just, oh, and um, on his birth certificate, his name was spelled, his middle name is, so it's, um, what, his name Elvis Aaron, Aaron Presley. It's and one on, A, right? It's one, on his birth certificate, it's one A, mm-hmm. but on his, um, his headstone, it, there's two A's. Hmm. And, you know, that's something, you know, people were like, well, maybe he didn't really, that wasn't really him. And then there's also there's another theory about his his Death. younger brother. Oh. Or not his younger brother, his his he was supposed to be a twin. There's there's a theory oh, about yeah. his twin. And um I will say dying with this has been this has been a, a topic of discussion since we planned to go watch the movie, but dying with thirty pounds of poop in your body <laughs> Yeah. That is absolutely like that's unfathomable. It it really is. It it really is. Like I didn't know that. You know, you always hear, mm-hmm. "Oh, Elvis died on the toilet or yeah, whatever." He was a constipated. No. Home homeboy homeboy was going through it. 30 pounds? Yeah. Of that's fecal like, matter? That's like three large babies. Large babies like on the larger end. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Mm-mm. Couldn't do it. And after, you know, they say that he was consuming 10,000 calories a day. In his, yeah. Are you kidding? 
That's a lot of calories. That's, that's a lot of so food. much. And that's why he had 30 pounds of feces. Of feces. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. That's, I mean. The soundtrack, this is mm, <laughs> hard turn. Good. Good. So Austin good. Butler, another hard turn. So good. He just did so, so good. So good. I just, the whole movie was just. Wait, so I said after the movie, I just like wanted to give him a hug because mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, like, you did so good, dude. You did amazing. I understand why you're still sounding a little bit like Elvis. Me too. Man, and we were talking about his, um, his, what's it called? Um, <laughs> when you stay in character. Oh, method acting? Yeah. <laughs> when you stay, when you stay in character yeah. for that long, method acting. Oh, because I saw an interview where he was saying that things would like trigger the impress like would trigger mm. the the impression yeah the elvis would, impression would trigger the the elvis voice He's interesting talking about like seeing all the elvis signs or you know going on the press tour and all this other stuff would just trigger like would just trigger the voice interesting so i wonder if that will affect him like, later, later on, on. He's like, 10 years from now, he's he's fine, and he's, he's walking down the road, and someone goes, hey, Elvis, and he's, he's like, like, hey, little mama, like, <laughs> good Elvis voice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, that's just so funny to think about. Also, my favorite outfits, um, the pink suit with mm-hmm. the black lace top, mm-hmm. and then the leather one on the on the TV special. So good. So good. There were certain times where I was like, man, Elvis is really good looking right now. And other times I was like, Austin Butler is really good looking right <laughs> like, now. How do you just start differentiating between the two? Which one's Elvis and which one's Austin? Hey, method acting. He can't even tell. <laughs> he can't. That's All right. Tough. So, as we said earlier, we started watching movies that Glenn Powell is in. Hashtag Glenn Powell stands. Um, go look him up. You will be too. Um, Literally. So, this next part really all spurred basically from watching Hidden Figures. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen Hidden Figures, what are you doing? Do you live on a rock? Amazing movie. It's That movie is phenomenal, first of all. It's a great movie. I love that movie. Um, but we literally watch it, watched it the other day specifically for Glenn Powell, mm-hmm. which then we started to learn about his character, John Glenn. Mm-hmm. I stand John Glenn. He... Is the first person to orbit space. He was, um, he's a veteran. He fought in, what, was it the Korean War? And I'm not sure. He, whatever, he was... He was a Marine. Marine. He was a pilot. He became a senator for 25 years. He was the oldest person to go to space. All these things. All these things, and oh, he didn't even get to step on the he, moon. He also went to the moon, but he was one of the ones that had to stay inside, which I guess that's somebody's well, it role. Well, there was only three. It was Neil, Buzz, Buzz and, and Glenn. Glenn. Which nobody is talking about Glenn. Yeah, you only hear about Neil and Buzz. Buzz which, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, pop off with Neil and Buzz for going to the moon. But, what about Glenn? But what about, what about a boy John Glenn? Glenn deserves some hype. Mm-hmm. And then, somehow, <laughs> we spiraled into talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah. And we also talked about, this is the first one, was the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And you have so graciously spent your time looking up so many conspiracy theories. 
that you're going to dive in and start telling us a little bit about them and then we'll talk about it. So I think the first one is the first one is the moon landing. Okay. And disclaimer before we before you we go in and you start hearing all of this. We are both um avid believers that the moon landing did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um for multiple reasons and we shall see what you have found. Um so the moon landing and there were several um trips to the moon. It's um allegedly <laughs> 12 people have walked on the moon. Um and I only know of two. And my boy truth. Glenn is not one of them. And he's not. So from July 20th, 1969, a lot of things happened in the 60s. Mm. To December 7th, 1972, that those were all the trips all the moon trips. So in that short amount of time, there's all our moon trips. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have Apollo 11 to 17. Okay. Um, and so, really, I got into looking, like, what, what are, like, the, the reasons people say that the moon landing was a hoax. So, the first one, they lied. They lied. They simply lied because... The thought of Russia beating, beating us? us to the moon. Because they had already beaten us to getting into space. Mm-hmm. So the thought of them... And also, mind you, Kennedy had said, by the end of this decade, we're going we're gonna to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. Time's knocking. Russia's knocking. Mm-hmm. We got to get to the moon. Yeah. Because we're in the middle of the Cold War. Russia can't, Russia can't win this. No. So, simply, they lied for this reason. And Which makes sense, even just baseline. It's really an American government thing to do. Like, <laughs> sadly it is. And, I mean... Pop off. Pop off, I guess. Okay, so, you know, simply but, they lied. What are some, you know, here is this, which kind of proves that they lied. Um, so... Some images that were taken, like, all of the images that are taken, mm-hmm. like, that are on the moon, that are of the astronauts on the moon. Um, there's no stars. There's no stars in any of the pictures. So, question. Mm-hmm. When there are pic, which you might not know this, when there are pictures of astronauts mm-hmm. in the space shuttle, is that what it is? The one that orbits? Oh, yeah. Are there stars in those pictures? I don't know how many I've seen of them next to windows. That's also true. Because usually when you see astronauts doing their thing in space, you see them, like, floating around. That's true. I don't in know the that space. I've, yeah, I don't craft. know that I've ever seen them. Well, I mean, like, you see them doing their spacewalks or whatever, but I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever seen them, like... All right. Besides the point. I don't know. So, no stars. Um, uh, there's a, there's a, an, inf- an infamous picture of um, a rock mm-hmm. with a C on it. I did know about that one. It makes you think, like, why, why are we writing on the moon? Rocks. There's, like, a... It's a clearly, It's like, a C. You just look at... Eligible C. You can look up, um, C, moon rock. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> it is pretty in that, and then people argue, like, that's a stage prop. Yeah. And that someone like didn't someone, flip it right. Yeah. The C needed to be on the bottom, or else people are gonna think, hey, this is a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um... Why haven't we gone back since 1972? And I do know that scientists claim that there's nothing, like all our research, all our things, 
that we could possibly need from the moon mm-hmm. has been gotten. So there's no point. It'd be a waste of time, waste of money, waste of energy. You know, the the U.S. government is going to fund another space-like mission to the moon. Yeah. All very valid, but we need to go back so I think that it's real. <laughs> yeah. So, so that way we actually know. Actually, take me. Take us. We'll... We'll take we'll our podcast. Conversa- we'll have a conversation on the moon. We'll take our podcast. We'll sit up there and we'll be like, we're on the moon. We are on the moon and you can trust us because we are reliable sources. <laughs> Next podcast, we've been to the moon. Next podcast. After this one, we've definitely been taken out by the government. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, and a question that I brought up just personally after... Um, after our conversation about hidden figures. This one blew my mind, because I never thought about this. How can we land on the moon, but we can't land safely back on the Earth? (laughs) Like, we're always ending up in the ocean? We always land in the ocean. We hope for the ocean. Yeah. Fingers crossed we hit the ocean. Which does, and maybe some sciencey people, and maybe a little bit of research will answer these questions for us, but... I didn't want to, I didn't, I just, I want an answer to my question from... NASA. NASA. (laughs) And the U.S. government. No one else. NASA and the U.S. government. But, I mean, you know. It's valid. You see. We want to drive up to Huntsville and ask tomorrow? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would be definitely too afraid to ask. I need someone to willingly give me the information. I'll ask myself. Oh, okay. Well. You know I'm not scared. I am. <laughs> um, but. How, but we have to hit the water every time. So how can we hit. And maybe it has John something Glenn. to do with gravity. John Glenn was in the water. Yeah. It might have something to do with gravity. It might have something to do with, like, the rotation of the Earth and, you know, how it how you're being pulled in and going through the different layers of the atmosphere. It may have to do with all of that. But still, we land on the moon. We land on the moon. Which, also, didn't we talk about how the rover, it landed? Yeah. And we know nothing about Mars. I don't know a single thing about Mars except for that it's red. <laughs> I know what the Martian taught me. What? I would have to rewatch the movie and get back with you. Um, but he grew potatoes. He did grow potatoes. And I and thought, I've never seen that movie. That's the only takeaway that I have. We have got to see the movie. Literally, Matt Damon killed the, kills that role. That's he amazing. Um, but what else about the moon? Is that it? Um, that's really that's the gist. Um, that's I mean that's the gist of all of it. There was another one about there was another theory or um, a speculation that the boots that mm. Neil wore didn't match up with this like um, there were ima- the images of the the footprints on the moon were not the same as like didn't match up with the bottom of the boots that were on his suit. Mm-hmm. And they say that he left his boots on the moon, but why are we already littering on the moon? Isn't there enough litter here on Earth? We have litter on the Earth. We have litter in our orbit. <laughs> Isn't there a flag up there too? There's a. I think they said that there's six flags up there. All American. At least five. I believe so. I'm Are not we sure. the only people who've been to the moon? I don't think so. Hold on. Um, I think we're also. Yeah, I don't know. But that's like important information. Like, who else has gone to the moon? Like, how many flags on the moon? There's six flags. Okay. One for each. Um, Apollo okay. landing. Oh. And unfortunately, Apollo 11's flag was too close to the landing module and was knocked over by the exhaust when the module launched again. So, the first time. 
knocked it over. Um, I guess it was Apollo Eleven's the first one, right? Apollo Eleven is the is that one. So you're telling me Glenn, Buzz, and Armstrong knocked over the flag? No, I think it was Apollo Seventeen knocked over Apollo. Oh, okay, okay. Misunderstanding. Yeah, gotcha. Last time knocked over first time. Yeah, gotcha. Because it was just too close. Gotcha. What countries have a flag planted on the moon? Let's see. Um, the only countries to have successfully inserted a flag of their respective nations into the lunar soil are the United States of America and China. Mm, okay. Nice. Makes sense. So, basically, after we watched, um, Hidden Figures, we went down a, you know, the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, and so that included literally everything. Yeah. And we were like, we're just gonna, the ones that we're naming off, we're gonna write down, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. So what's one, what's next? So the next one, um, we have JFK's assassination. Which we did say, a little bit of a trigger warning. A little trigger warning. There might be some gruesome, um, like, uh, descriptions. Yeah. Comments, whatever, whatever. So JFK. JFK. Um, we all know what happened. Or do we? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So, LBJ um, enacted the Warren Commission to investigate the assassination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was um, nine, eight, nine, or ten months, if I am remembering correctly. Okay. They called off the investigation, and they were like, this is it. Lee Harvey Oswald did it. One shooter out of the... The, the window. The depository window, killing... JFK. JFK, and injuring old buddy. So... Old buddy being Governor Connolly. Sorry. Um, we're, like, presidents aren't allowed to ride in open-top open, nope. cars anymore, right? Correct. All because JFK was assassinated in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, the biggest question, did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? Was there another shooter? Was it a government? Um, did the government turn on JFK? Mm. Um I mean, you know, what was going on. Because also, he had his fling with Mar- Marilyn Monroe. Yes. He had that... Um, Mr. President. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yes. Um, also, there are conspiracy. Okay, before we get to JFK, there are conspiracies about Marilyn Mar- Monroe's death and that the government killed her because she got too close to JFK and they think that she knew things she shouldn't have known. Mm. So JFK was whispering in her ear... Telling he was her government her, secrets. Yeah, he was telling her all about Area Fifty One and <laughs> you know aliens being real. Also, nuclear war. He gave, Russia. Her, he gave her the he gave her the codes to the, to the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gave her the launch codes. Anyway, uh, so um, did Lee did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? Um, and there's like people speculate that maybe the CIA was involved, maybe the mafia, uh, or even Lyndon B. Johnson himself. Okay. Did he want to be president bad enough that he, he planned to kill JFK? I will say, I've been to um, <laughs> his home in Texas. Um, I like him. I I like him a lot. That's just one of the theories. Um, you know, there is the argument that he created a bunch of um, national debt for us. Mm-hmm. Eh, okay. Besides that, you can go into his, like, what's the plane called? The, the Air Force One? Yeah. I think so. Air whatever. Air Force One. One? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He has his on his little base. He lives on a ranch. 
Child, I'm gonna choose to believe. Is the CIA or the mafia? Yeah, okay. before it's him. <laughs> okay. Anyways, continue. So then we have um, the reason, the reasons why people think mm-hmm. that this is like a controversial topic. Okay. And um, you know why it has so much conspiracy around it was that there was um, suppression of evidence. Mm. Um, people say that there were ignored testimonies. This is all alleged, by the way. Yeah, we we're just talkers. I just I was just googling. You were, and I was doing my little research. Do my research. <laughs> so, um, ignored testimonies. Um, the the Warren Commission just weren't listening to people who had, had information yeah, or who had like first hand accounts. Yeah. Um, photographs and videos were confiscated. Mm. Um, one of the most famous videos being the Zapruder film. Um, but people who had images and videos of, like, the assassination, they got taken away to use as evidence for the Warren Commission. Um, and there are withheld documents, um, and some of these documents still have not been released and aren't scheduled to be released until 2029. Why then? Like, what's significant about 2029 for them to be released? Are Maybe we going to find it's... something out in a couple of years about his death that we should have known, you know, 40, 50 years ago? That's a, that's a great question. You should ask the U.S. government. Ask the government. JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me level with you, Joe. <laughs> Mr. President. Um, so then we have, like, tampering with evidence is also another big thing. Mm. Um, because um, allegedly the skull had been disrupted before the autopsy. Which, I mean, obviously there was a bullet in his... In his brain. gone through his yeah. head. Like, in that... Yeah. But... Poor Jackie. Oh, Jackie's also... Is Jackie a suspect? Well, they say that maybe Jackie was in on it, because... Mm, maybe she was mad about Marilyn. Because if we've... if Ooh, maybe she was. She might have been a little mad. So, um... Jackie... You know... Here's another trigger warning, just in case. When the when he got shot in the head mm-hmm. and the back part of his skull Did blew he get off. shot forward or from the back? I'm, I get confused. Oh, actually, because it was through his neck and it went forward. So when whenever he got shot, it flew back because they okay. were driving still. Okay, so it was from so, the back. Excuse me, yeah. I was incorrect. Not, not, not forward. So he got shot in the back of the head. The, the part of the skull went back. Mm-hmm. She went reaching for it. Yes. She climbed but on the back. You can see the, of the vi- there's yeah. the video of it where she climbs on the back and she, and she grabs, grabs it. The, the piece of skull. Which, question. I always get confused about this. Mm-hmm. Why was that like it's one of her initial reactions. Mm-hmm. Why? People say that it's because she wanted to you like know, get everything like get everything, but my initial reaction definitely would have been sending oh my in gosh. shock. You just got shot. I'd be like, huh? Not only my husband, but the president of the United States has mm-hmm. been, you know, shot. There is definitely no way that I would have been able to act fast enough. Maybe this is just me and my slow reflexes mm. and slow processing. I don't know. But I would not have been able to get up on the back of that car and grab his old buddy's head. Yeah. Pieces of it. And I guess hold it in my lap in my furry pink pencil skirt. And matching jacket until I got where I needed to go to safety. 
Um, Which, I mean, also, I guess after that, uh, Secret Service really got up to. Mm-hmm. I mean. Because then there's videos of, there in the, like, in the videos you see, they're, like, running to the motorcade. Yeah. <sighs> Rip JFK. Anyway, so then. I mean, then you got the Kennedy curse. Yeah. That's a whole other spiral. Maybe next time, mm-hmm. next conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Zapruder film, which is um, deemed the best piece of film evidence that they have of the whole assassination. Okay. Um, because um, the man filming it, um, Zapruder, was elevated. He's at an elevated angle, and it shows like the minute of the assassination. Gotcha. Like fully shows everything. Um, and so, um, were there ever any other gun shots or gun, like firing of a gun? There were three, there were three rounds, supposedly. So, are we, three shots. So, did they all come from that one area? That's, that's what they, that's what they say, that it all came from the window of the depository where Lee Harvey Oswald was sitting. Um, so, the first one missed completely. Okay. The second one went... The second one is its own crazy thing. Okay. And the third one is the is the headshot. I don't think I know enough about this. Okay, keep going. So, um... There were FBI marksmen that test-fired the same rifle that he used. Um, and it said that... Um, to discard and reload... Like, to discard the empty... Uh, bullet casing, and reload another one, and get that shot fired off was no less than two and a quarter seconds. And in the film, on the camera that he was using, that's about forty-one to forty-two frames. Which is which is like how like if you see a piece of film, it's like boom, 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 boom. You know? Okay. So JFK in the in the film was wounded between two ten and two twenty-five. The, the frame the frame 210 and frame 225 he was injured within that window that's a pretty big window yeah that's about was it i mean that's what 15 15 seconds yeah which i mean doesn't feel like it doesn't which, sound like I a don't, lot but it, i don't yeah i don't know exactly how many seconds that is okay uh i'm not i'm i'm not sure about that um, okay but he was wounded between frames 210 and 215 so do so that first shot, do they hear it? Like they're aware of the first shot, right? And is nobody being like, Hey Mr. President, we should get you ducked. Um, I don't know. Because I know okay, so the second Or is it one, loud because people are but you hear a gunshot no matter what. Yeah. And like especially if it's fairly pretty, close. A gunshot's easy to depict. Yeah. Easy I mean it's easy to pick out over cheering and Yeah. Cheering. So then we have um the single bullet which is the magic bullet. The second one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, excuse me. That one passed through JFK's neck. Okay. Okay. Um, which I do believe in the film you can see him cover his neck. I think so, too. I um, So that one passed through his neck, into Governor Connolly, through his back, in like, in into his back, out of his chest. Those are... And then fractured his wrist and ended up in his thigh. That's a lot of exit wounds. Yeah. For a single bullet. So, um, the bullet went through 15 layers of clothing, 7 pieces of skin, 
15 inches of muscle, muscle tissue, destroyed 4 inches of gutter, Governor Connolly's rib, and fractured his radius bone. That's a lot. That is a lot for one I mean, single bullet to do. I mean, I guess I do understand why they're calling it the magic bullet. Mm-hmm. And if you look up how it was mapped, at some point it takes like a hard right turn. Also, it went through like a back brace that one of them was wearing. It's just like there is just almost, it, it very much seems implausible. Yeah. And that's why the theory, the conspiracy, like that's why there's so much, so much mystery surrounding this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Then the third one, obviously, through the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, once they... Um, so, once they got the... Once they found the bullet, mm-hmm. which was actually laying on Governor Connolly's gurney in the hospital, um, the tip of the bullet was still intact. Okay, what is that? So, mean? meaning that it wasn't damaged. It was still like rounded there was no nicks there were no so just normally it's damaged yeah especially after going through bone okay and well that seems a bit odd then exactly um and the timing of the shots don't match with the frames of the film which is the the last like i said um jfk was wounded between 210 and 225 and governor Connolly was wounded no later than 240 but the um, in the time that it ta- in the time that it takes, it would have taken forty one or forty two frames, mm-hmm. and that's just not forty one or forty two frames. Gotcha. Um, so something's not adding up. The math is in fact not math. not mathing. Okay. So people are you know clued in that multiple people acted upon this and that. Only Lee Harvey Oswald was ever, mm-hmm. you know, deemed that it was it was him. Mm-hmm. Either he had a team of people, government, yeah, or something else. Because then you get into the man on the grassy knoll with the umbrella wearing the black oh, suit, yes. and that kind of goes into like your your like that New World like... Order people, Ooh. your Illuminati people, like which is already scary enough. Yeah, to think about. Like, who who has power? The, I mean, uh, time travel, like, that's all, Ooh, time that, that guy, that guy gets into all of those, like, theories. Theories. Some deeper theories, like, some, some, like, other conspiracy yeah. level theories. Like, they go way bigger than, than just, just, the government wanted JFK out. Yeah. Speaking of the Illuminati and the New World Order, we have the Denver Airport. Which, which neither one of us have ever been but i have heard a little bit about this yeah and i didn't i didn't know all of this i knew some of it Mm -hmm. just um having seen it online or whatever um so the denver airport was built um after the stapleton airport and because they needed because allegedly they needed a bigger airport okay stapleton airport was just not cutting it for the Denver area. Yeah, and they just needed a bigger airport. Okay. So, you get into, um, like, their system of tunnels that are under the Denver airport. There are 470,000 square feet of tunnels. Underneath? Underneath the Denver airport. What are they using that for? 
They say it's just used to get stuff from one place to the other. And they can't do that above ground? I guess not. Okay. Um, and this, these, um, tunnels have a conveyor system, like a conveyor belt system. That w- It was a multi-million dollar state-of-the-art conveyor belt system. For under the airport. For under the airport, supposed to be able to do, get all of these bags, all of these places. They shut it down in 2005. Because it never worked properly. So it was always breaking. Mm-hmm. And our bags were getting lost under the Denver airport. I would say that specifically me at three years old, I wasn't losing my luggage at the Denver airport. <laughs> it was somebody. But, but grown adults were losing their <laughs> luggage at the Denver airport. Oh. Um, and so, why sp- this? Oh, also, this, um, this project, billions of dollars over budget. And, like, opened, like, years late. Mm. Okay. Billions of dollars over budget. The project was not on the correct timeline. Not on the correct timeline, and you have a state-of-the-art million-dollar conveyor system that never works. It seems a little sketchy. You think with all that money, that they had to dig tunnels, dig four hundred and seventy thousand somebody square get feet of tunnels, yeah, or get to talking something. Because if I am financing this project and people are not getting it done, we have a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And so, then the Denver, the Denver airport's built. Everybody's flying in and out. Um, then they put in some crazy artwork. Very weird. I've only, from what I remember, I can't think of anything specifically, but I know that the artwork is strange. It, it is. Um, so, there are different murals that depict the end of the world. Yes, but are we, like, are we talking, like... Um, so one of the, one of the murals, um, named Children of the World Dream of Peace, there's a soldier wearing a gas mask holding a machine gun and a machete. Why are these in our airports? Why, why are these the paintings that are... I mean, that's a great question. Okay. And, um, they say that each, each, like, mural, each Mm -hmm. kind of scary mural, kind of ominous mural has a more positive counterpart somewhere in the airport. Is this what the Denver airport is claiming? Uh, yeah. Okay, so they're like, this scary, this scary picture. Actually. But, but look at this one. This one's happy. Yeah, so like, it's supposed to be. Why are they not next to each other? Yeah, like two different. Why even have the scary one, period? Just, we're, sp- we're at an airport. Let us be happy. People are already nervous thoughts. enough to fly, and you want to put pictures of soldiers with gas masks carrying a machine gun and a machete and there's like children crying and flames and like all this other you want to put that in i need to see these so i'm gonna look up denver and if anybody listening um just look it up denver airport yeah um there's another one called in peace and harmony with nature and that one is um depicts children crying while the world around them is on fire Okay, yeah, these are very strange. And I don't know about you, but if I see um, anxiety-inducing images before I get on an airplane that I'm already afraid enough to be on... Um, me personally, not afraid of flights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely see yeah. the, um, the pill is not there. It's no. definitely lacking. Yeah. 
And I'm looking at this picture right now with the children and, and the soldier with the gas mask and the machine gun and the rifle, um, the machete. It is very strange. It is morbid. It's very creepy. It just, it seems very ominous, very, very scary. Okay. Um, so the next kind of off-putting thing about the Denver airport is that there are gargoyles yeah, I knew about sitting the gargoyles. in suitcases. In suitcases? There's, yeah. It's, they're sit- well, I mean, the, gar- the, the suitcase is part of the statue, mm-hmm. but they're sitting, like, so, like mounted. Mm. They're sitting in the suitcase okay. on the wall. So what is their explanation for why these are there and this is what they're choosing to decorate their airport with? So these gargoyles are sitting in suitcases with their tongues sticking out. And um, allegedly, these are supposed to keep evil spirits out of the buildings um, like they would do in churches and old castles in England. Hmm. Which I think is still pretty weird. (laughs) Why do I need the gargoyles? Well... I don't know. A lot of um, artistic design issues. That you're not agreeing with for an airport. Yeah. This should be like, which I understand, you know, like the attempt, I guess, for the gargoyle. But the art? Mm -mm. Um, And finally, um, another big conspiracy about the Denver airport is that the Freemasons and the Illuminati. um, Who are... I know the Illuminati. What are the Freemasons? So the Freema- the Freemasons are it's it's a secret society. Like if, the Illuminati? Kind of. Yeah. I think um was it Benjamin Franklin and kind of the old mm. like when you think of kind of founding fathers. Yeah. They were in the Freemasons. Oh, see I didn't know about this. If you ever watch National Treasure with Nick Cage. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. They talk about the Freemasons a lot. So we're gonna add that to our list of movies we need to rewatch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's um you can see the image, like, you can see the the symbol of the Freemasons. It's got a G mm-hmm. in the middle, and it looks like, um, looks like a straight edge, like, razor blade. Mm-hmm. And then, um, just, there's different things around it, but that's really what pops out in my head as I'm thinking about it. Um, which, for anyone listening and wants to look it up. Feel free. Freemasons symbol, I guess. A little pause. Um. A little Google search. Take your time. Um, we'll be here. The free, um, the Freemasons. There is a okay. Pause time out. <laughs> There's a time capsule, like at the entrance of the Denver Airport, mm-hmm. and it's got the Freemason symbol on it. Um, and they reference the New World Airport Commission, and people kind of have a big issue with the New World. With the New World par- portion of that. Of that title, because there's a there's a World Airport Commission, mm-hmm. and at the time, it was new. Mm. At the time that the time capsule was put in, it was new, um, and so they believe that the New World Order, which are just like, are you know the people who are secretly running the government. Yeah, the scary people. Yeah, um, that one they they control the airport and all the secret tunnels. Hey. Why are the scary people taking our rights away? That's a great question. Like, if they're going to be scary, at least be somewhat nice and appealing. Yeah. I mean, you could at least give the lady some rights. Anyways, moving on. Mm. So, um, speaking of ladies, we have Amelia Earhart. 
Ooh. See, our girl that... You told me a little bit about this, and I didn't know much. I didn't... What you're about to say, and if people, if you don't know this, (laughs) look up. You're going to know what to look up. I Mm -hmm. pinky promise. Look it up and know what... Just know. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know. So, Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan, um, they were flying... Who Fred Noonan was her navigator. Yes. Um, They were flying a twin-engine Lockheed Electra, and they began their 29,000-mile journey departing from Miami and heading east. They made several stops before they landed in Ley, New Guinea on June 29th, which is about 22,000 miles into their trip. So they were almost done. They are really close to being finished. Along their way, they had help um, with navigation from two brightly lit U.S. ships um, and had contact with the Itasca, which was a U.S. Coast Guard boat. Okay. Um, then they lost contact, and the last thing that the Itasca heard them say was that they were going um, north to south. Okay. So, they disappeared, mm-hmm. and finally, after um, after months of searching, they were declared lost at sea on July 19th, 1937. So, the theory is that first she just crash landed. Yeah. And their their sh- um their plane was consumed by the ocean. The other theory and the more entertaining theory <laughs> is that they crash landed on an island and were eaten by coconut crabs. But not just any coconut crabs. If you okay, so a coconut crab can weigh up to 8 to 9 pounds. And they can grow to be three feet long. Which is, like, almost, like, three feet long is over half of us. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, that's a toddler. If you laid a toddler on his back. That, yeah. That is a toddler. <laughs> In their pinchers, they can have 674 pounds of, like, pressure. And when you look up this picture of this coconut crab... They are absolutely massive. They're massive? And, like, one could take me out. If multiple were coming at me, that's... Oh, my gosh. So, they cr- um, the theory is that they crash-landed on Niku Mororo Island in the Republic of Kiribati. Okay. Um, another hitter is that these these crabs are omnivores... So they're not just like, keep in mind, these crabs are three feet long. They're not just little bitty hermit crabs that you find on the beach that you get to the pet store. They Which I'm are already scared absolu- of crabs. Quite literally. They're absolutely massive. I need everyone that, that hears this to please go look up a coconut crab. You will have a new fear. They're absolutely massive. Um, and so kind of like the, the, the nail in the, coffin. in the coffin. Bones were found on the island, right? Mm-hmm. Then they lost the bones. How? They lost the bones, Sarah. <laughs> they found bones on the island, and then they lost them. They lost them. <laughs> Gone. I don't know. Gone. They lost them. How do you? How do you lose bones? You'd think that that'd be like, it's in evidence. It's locked up tight. Even transporting it, you'd think somebody would have an eye on it at some point during the trip. Gone. Gone. Disappeared. We don't even know if it's actually her. 
You don't, you don't even know. So, regardless, somebody's got getting eaten by these three-foot coconut crabs. It mm-hmm. could be her. It could not be her. And Rip Fred Noonan, no one really cares about him. Which is unfortunate. He is he the was John... He's the John Glenn of this story. Yeah. He is the John Glenn of this story. Don't worry. But I'm here for my girl, Amelia. You are. Those... The coconut crab? Are you kidding? Those things are huge. They don't... It doesn't feel like those things should exist. I'm all for keeping ecosystem balance. We can get rid of them. What evolutionary decisions were made to have the crabs grow to be three feet long? And they can, like, climb up things. Oh, so, like, if you're running away, climb up a tree, that thing's still getting you. Like, a a personal, like, account um, were saying that whenever they would cook bread in their house, they would open the door and there would be a coconut crab on their door. These are also called robber crabs. Um, in Australia. <sighs> but Australia Terrifying. already has a bunch of stuff that you should be fearful of. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. Australia, on its own? Terrifying. A, a, whole, a whole other theory. Yeah. Um. Which, large animals and scary animals. Speaking of large and scary <laughs> animals, Sarah, we've got Bigfoot. Do you like my segues? I do. I love them. So we've got Bigfoot. And as my, um... My... But you're a Bigfoot believer. I am a Bigfoot believer. I don't know how I feel. I used to watch that Finding Bigfoot show. Oh, me too. Um, but I... it kind of upsets me. Why did they never find Bigfoot? Actually, I am a mountain man. What's the difference? Uh, a mountain monster. Excuse me. It's mountain monsters. They go and they hunt Bigfoot. And then there was a whole other storyline. And that's... It's... Where can I watch it? I don't know. I would watch it on, I guess, the Travel Channel, I think is what I watched on. Alright, we're going to find him. We're going to watch it. It's just a bunch of hillbillies running around <laughs> looking for Bigfoot. And I tell you, it was the most entertaining thing I'd ever seen on TV. We need to get you some um, gear to go look for Bigfoot. I would I would poop my pants. So you don't want to find Bigfoot? I don't. I'd, me, personally, I'm not finding Bigfoot. The Mountain Monster Men, if they want Huckleberry and, <laughs> and Trapper and all of them... If they want to go find Bigfoot, they can. more power to you. But I personally will Same. be living. I will be staying at my house. All right. So, um, my chemistry teacher in high school called it the Patty Whistle. What like Bigfoot? Called Bigfoot the Patty Whistle. Why? Don't know. Um, okay. Don't know. Patty Whistle. But he called it the Patty Whistle, and so all through high school we called it the Patty Whistle. Um, and kind of the lore on this creature um they're ape-like creature that lives in the forest in heavily wooded areas so like your national parks and you're this you know in your appalachian mountains your appalachian mountains majorly isn't that Mm -hmm. where like a lot of the sightings even are a lot of them um bigfoot like what are bigfoot regions his region is north america um just but not but just like um the u.s and canada okay so, he doesn't really dip down into Mexico. Yeah, stay out of Mexico, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> he's bipedal, which means he walks on two legs. Yes, like a, like, like a us. Like does. Um, and he's usually, and if he's seen he any sightings. Oh, uh, well, he's running, but. Is he aggressive? He, well, hold on, let me, hold on. So, he has red, black, or dark brown hair. He's six to nine feet tall. And some claim that Bigfoot is more man-like than animal-like. He's a big boy. Like, like a man's, not a man's face, 
but a more, like, human-like face. Mm-hmm. Um, indigenous cultures uh, over the continent include tales of hairy creatures living in the forests. Um, the Tule River Indian Reservation tribe of um, Yukuts. Excuse me, I do believe I just butchered that. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> at Painted Rock, um, they have images and depictions of these hairy creatures Big that butt. are 500 to 1,000 years old. Um, Spanish explorers cl- um, claim that there were such things as dark watchers, that's okay. what they called them, um, that would circle their camp and stalk their camp, like Ooh. at night. Seems a little aggressive then. Yeah. So Bigfoot originated in 1958, like the name Bigfoot. Bigfoot, okay. Originated in 1958 when a bulldozer operator named Jerry Crew discovered large human-like footprints in the mud around his work site. And then he went and he told co-workers he was like hey people on the crew besties come look at these feet come look at these feet it's a big (laughs) foot and um they claim and other people claim that they had they had seen similar tracks and that they had recounted stories about incidents and one of them that stood out was a 450 pound oil drum had been moved i don't know about you but i cannot move a 450 pound i I definitely can oh okay (laughs) um in Canada, they usually just call them the Sasquatch. Yes, um, I've heard that one before. I've never heard Patty Whistle. Neither had I until... I kind of like it, though. Yeah. Kind of gives Bigfoot, like, a nice name. Mm-hmm. He's a Patty Whistle. So then we get into the U.S., and everybody has a different name for, for a Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Okay. So in Florida, they call him the Skunk Ape. Never heard that one and don't like it. Um, I've heard of that one on Mountain Monsters. <laughs> Ohio, there's the Grass Man. Heard of that one, too. Okay. Um, in Virginia, they have the Wood Booger. Okay. <laughs> in New York, um, in Whitehall, New York, they have the Monster of Whitehall. Okay. In Missouri, they have the Momo. Mmm. Um, in Louisiana, they have the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Too long. <laughs> in Michigan, they have the Dewey Lake Monster. That makes me think that is in the lake. Um, in Arizona, they have the Mogollon Monster. Okay. Southern Illinois, very specific, they have the Big Muddy Monster. So who's calling it Bigfoot? Us? Everybody else. Um, in West Virginia, they have the Old Men of the Mountain. So I guess they believe they have more than one Bigfoot. Okay. Which there definitely has to be more than one Bigfoot if everybody has different stories about what he looked like. Whatever. And um, Bigfoot has got to be reproducing. So that means there has to be more than one one male Bigfoot. Unless, yeah. Unless Lady Bigfoot is asexual. And she's able to reproduce like no, no man. Like um off of Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's got to be more than one. Yeah. So then, and some other common names are the Wood Ape, the Bushman, the Tree Man, and the Wild Man. Okay. Um, so those are all the names. That's a whole bunch of different variations, but they all refer back to Bigfoot. Since some behavior that we have seen, which I told you we get to this, um, he likes to throw rocks. They, they tend to throw rocks as a territorial behavior. So like if I'm coming up on Bigfoot, he might throw a rock at me. He might throw a rock in your direction. Like Like a, like a boulder. He's not throwing a pebble at you, Sarah. He's throwing a, he can move a 450-pound oil drum. You think he's throwing a pebble at you? <laughs> Me hoping I encounter a nice Bigfoot. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> like, please, Bigfoot, be nice to me. They use um, wood knocking as communication. 
I think I knew this from Friday Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. The the knocking because yeah. they oh and the scream yeah the howl they they howl scream moan grunt and whistle, and allegedly hey, there's a language. Listen, I'm making weird noises. I think that you can attract a Bigfoot if you wanted to. So we're gonna go Bigfoot hunting after this. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right in the middle of Birmingham. We're not called the berms for nothing. I guess that's true. <laughs> I think we might attract um, more men on the street than a Bigfoot. That's... I would actually rather encounter Bigfoot. Than men on the street? Yeah, yeah, me too. That's a lot more scary. Or scarier. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather run into Bigfoot. Unless you're Glenn Powell. Unless you're Glenn Powell. Then you can approach all you want. You can approach. <laughs> Hashtag love you. <laughs> so, um, there have been sightings of structures um, like structures and tr- that made of trees and foliage that are all mm-hmm. twisted around to make symbols and, and big X's and big, you know, just things that are not natural that you wouldn't be able, like that you wouldn't just stumble upon had somebody not put it there, which those are also used as territorial markings to say, Hey, this is mine. Say, I live here. Back off. Um, Hey, Bigfoot's smart. Yeah. Other, um, they put, they put deer pretty high up in trees oh like um, they're throwing them up like they're they're sticking them on the branches hey bigfoot be nice um and well if he listens maybe he'll <laughs> hey maybe bigfoot he'll... you want to be the next guest again i would rather encounter bigfoot um and then usually they're they've been primarily nocturnal that primarily nocturnal That's so we what... have to go at night yeah That's what i'm hearing so right now it's the perfect time to go it's try to find time. Bigfoot. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm already scared of camping and a lot of other things. If you haven't seen that movie, Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite literally terrifying. Um, but I just don't think I have it in me to go even go even go looking for him. I liked camping a lot more when I didn't know that scary things could happen to me. I think you like a lot of things a lot more before you know scary things can happen to you. Well, I mean, like, you like, I guess, you know, playing sports or yeah. whatever, and you know that you can break a bone. I guess that's you true. You know that you could really get, you like driving. Driving, yeah. you could, I, I guess, seriously. So, why do you believe in Bigfoot so much? Because you know how when you talk about people getting lost on, like, in national in national forests, on trails and stuff. Which is going to have to be... I saw this really interesting thing on TikTok, and I'm going to have to find it, mm-hmm. and it'll have to be something we talk about because I think it needs to be shared with people. So, I'm going to write this down mm-hmm. because you were completely right. National, a lot of... So many people go missing in national forests. Yeah. And it's scary. Yes. It is absolutely And terrifying. then they don't find them. Because that goes into a whole lot of different survival tips and tricks that you should have and that you should know before you go hiking anywhere before you do anything you should know like basic survival survival tips but i just think that if we can't even find people how do we find something that doesn't want to be found which i mean i'm sure they're citing you know there's sightings whatever you can believe it's not real that's that's cool but i mean it's the same way with you know like we did. We didn't find aliens. Apparently, the aliens found us. Yeah. Like we're not gonna find something that wants to stay hidden. 
That is true. Especially when we're not really devoting time looking for it. Only hillbillies and... Only hillbillies and, like, those scientists from Finding Bigfoot. They were serious, too. Mm-hmm. Were they kind of annoying at times? Yes. Yeah. But... I was screaming. I turn my TV down all the time. <laughs> you said, that's annoying. But you Change are an avid Bigfoot believer. Not you only... have a big, Bigfoot sticker, a car freshener. You sport your car around believing in Bigfoot. I also drive a Subaru, so it kind of just adds to the Bigfoot. The yeah, the ambiance, if <laughs> mm-hmm. you will. Definitely would have like me a, with my Honda Civic and a Harry Styles sticker on the back. Also, just adding to the zhuzh. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he could definitely be fake. There are a lot of things. Everything on this list could be fake, but it could be or real too. Real, depending on what it was. The moon landing could it be real, could it be fake. I don't know. You know, JFK. Hey, one or more in 2029. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart? No, she was definitely eating my coconut crabs. And whoever lost her bones... Shame on you. Shame on you. I hope you have... Well, y'all already got bad luck. I hope you have more bad luck. <laughs> and I mean, and then when you go and you look into more cryptids like, like Bigfoot, I mean, they're just... That just opens a whole... So you're talking about, like, skinwalkers. Your skinwalkers, your... I mean, just... There's a lot. The Your n- Mothman. The, and the, the Not Deers. The Not Deer. Just Which I think things. will have to be something, because you really like stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, interested in it. So those things are definitely going to have to be something that we get into again, mm-hmm. because it's too good. I mean, and even if it's all fake, just a little bit of fun. To Never just hurt nobody. think about these these stories in these you know these these creatures you know. One time I spent about four or five hours after school watching conspiracy theory videos, mm-hmm. and then I went to the store with my mom, and I was like completely creeped out by everything. So it definitely is something that you have to be careful going down because your brain yeah. can't handle It'll it. It'll start finding your brain will start finding like oh well that's kind of weird. Mm, yeah, he looks a little suspicious. Because mm. your brain is looking for those, like, patterns. Me gonna have problems sleeping tonight? Not me. I'm gonna go to sleep knowing Bigfoot's real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you live in an area where Bigfoot could possibly be. And that's the truth. Like. Well, I don't know. We would probably have more nod deer than Bigfoot. we have Bigfoot. What about Skinwalker? I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they love wood. They love woods. Don't worry, guys. When we start talking about all of this, we're going to give you tips. <laughs> we're going to give you your basic survival <laughs> tips. <laughs> so you can survive a skinwalker. Don't whistle at night. Rule number one. Big rule. Don't whistle at night at all. You might attract men on the streets. Oh, I saw this thing that it was, um, there was a study done mm-hmm. about um, these men that were in jail for assaulting women. They were, um, they were... This is going to get a little real for a second. Sorry. They were talking about how um, women that looked down and looked less... Steve told me about this. People that looked... Women that looked less... Not so much confident, but just looked... More closed and not ready for attack. They were the ones that got attacked. Exactly. Women... This is a PSA. When you're walking in the street, and also, here's the thing, too. You may think that most crimes are committed at night. There's no any backing that more crimes are committed at night compared to during the day. Yeah. So, 
you're walking the street. You, day or night, dusk or dawn, doesn't matter. A dress could, that's right. Yeah. Um. Well, like, dusk, dusk is at night as the sun's setting. Yes. Dawn is when the sun's coming up. Me getting them lost in my brain. Um. Stand firm. Stand tall. Know what's happening around you. Yeah. That's, that's don't. Surreal. My mom always says, Mom, if you're listening, shout out, you'd be proud. Um, don't become a statistic. Mm-hmm. Because it's too easy. Yeah. And sadly, that's the truth. And sadly, it seems that it's only getting worse from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't walk with your head down and on your phone. Try not to walk with AirPods in or headphones on. Be aware. Be aware of who's behind you, who's in front of you, cars driving by, whatever. And it's sad that this is the reality of our world. It's and sad that, that instead of saying... Hey. Hey, don't harass women. Or hey, how about don't harass anybody, period. Anybody at all. Don't harass anybody. That we're like, hey, women, be careful of this. And do these things. Hey, make sure that you look under your car before you get in. Hey, make sure you look in your back seat before you get in. Hey, make sure that you look around the parking garage before... Or pay attention to the cars following you Mm -hmm. or who pulled out in a parking lot. And, you know, anyone, if you're listening and you're like, oh, they're a little dramatic... There, these are actually things that, like, I have implemented in my life and mm-hmm. that I'm extremely aware of. If I'm not, even if I'm with other people, I'm still looking at these things and looking underneath my car and in my back seat. And I'm super, super aware all the time because it's really scary. My car is a little bit higher up off the ground. Mm-hmm. I always look... It'd be really hard to get under my car. I always look under my car before I get in. And... When I walk up to my car, I always look in the back seat. Oh, yeah, 100%. And really and truly, it, it's sad that we have to do that. But it's, I would rather be more cautious than be a statistic. Than be a statistic. Also, have you seen where, where women, they get in their car a lot further because they're, because like men have hit under cars and they'll like cut mm. your Achilles tendon so you can't run away? Yeah, makes sense. Like, that's a real thing. And actually, men don't have to... Like, men don't do that subconsciously as much as women do. Yeah. Not saying, men, that you can't walk on the street and get caught. Because you can. Because you can. 100%. They will get anybody. They will. But for some reason, we're smaller and easier targets, and they get us. Yeah. Sad world. But to end on a happy note... Go see Elvis. Go see Elvis. (laughs) And... Thank you for listening. And it's been so exciting to do this. It has been so exciting. I mean, this is only, what, episode three? Mm-hmm. Episode three. And if you're listening, um, the easy cliche, subscribe, leave us a comment. Download. Review. Only nice things, though, please. And constructive criticism. Don't be mean. Um, please. Please. Um, all our socials to get in contact with us are below. Um, we're super excited about this. And... Yeah. Hope you enjoyed my conspiracy theories. There will be more. Not next episode, but in the future. Yeah. Because they're fun. Mm-hmm. And you were working. I I just enjoy I just doing enjoy it. it so much. I see. I, I said this was your field. This was your, your specialty. Mm-hmm. And you killed it. And let us know if you think, like, the moon landing is real. Like, yeah. if you know us, text us. And be like, hey. Listen to the episode. I agree or I disagree. Or maybe you should talk about this. Yeah. Well, I hope you all have a good rest of your 
evening or morning or day or whatever. And we will talk at you next time. Bye. Bye.